1: Here we go. Stand by for buzz. But first, we've seen the commercials before. Topical serums that claim to improve the appearance of your skin. Dark spot treatments that are supposed to make us look better, but they take six months or more to actually see results. And most of the time, we can't see any difference, even after all that sacrifice. Now imagine a topical solution for eliminating fine lines, wrinkles, and large under-eye bags in just a matter of minutes. I'm not talking about some risky, expensive plastic surgery or Botox or fillers or any of that stuff. I'm talking about gone in minutes. It's called Plexiderm, a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in just a matter of minutes. It's the edge you've been looking for. You know, when Plexiderm asked me to test drive their topical serum, I I jumped at the chance to see if it really works, and man, oh man, did it. In just about 10 minutes, the fine lines around my eyes uh, were gone, disappeared, vanished, poof. Plexiderm can give you the confidence you'll need to be yourself at work or out with friends, and the best part is Plexiderm lasts for hours and goes on clear, so nobody is gonna know that you're using it. Go to triplexiderm.com and use my code VOICES for 50% off a full-size bottle of Plexiderm plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code VOICES. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit TriPlexiderm.com today. Use the code VOICES at checkout. That's TriPlexiderm.com, code VOICES. And now, let the cartoons begin
2: broadcasting from resistance headquarters relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables never give up, never surrender this is the Bob Zeska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com
0: do you worry about Donald Trump being alone in the White House? and I'm in the White House and I was lonely I know I do hi, I'm Martha Stewart and there's a free service that you need to know about it's called A Place for Dawn.
1: If you have a windmill anywhere near your house, they say the noise causes cancer. They're the
0: nation's largest batshit crazy criminal chief executive referral service. And they can help you find the right federal facility fast. I'm not sure that I've
3: ever even heard of a category
0: five. A Place for Dawn offers free one-on-one advice for Congress people who haven't quite made up their minds about a referral.
1: I hope they now go and take a look at the oranges. And
0: a personalized list of maximum security. 30 homes one of which will be perfect for an ex chief executive believe me i know i've been there we told don we found this place it's affordable it's great you're going to love it Let's go look at it. Caring for a delusional president with a limited grip on reality can be difficult. God bless the United States. But now there's a place for answers. A place
1: for Don. If you're struggling to get information about where to put your president during this difficult time, then call to get the free help you need. Call now. 1-800-FED-LOCK. That's 1-800-FED-LOCK. You know I'm totally off script right now. Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show. (laughs) Thank you, Rocky Mountain Mike, Marion Ann Arbor, and Richard Hensel in there, too. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, March 10, 2020. And this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com, the greatest soap ever. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 1146 of the Trump crisis, 238 days until the 2020 presidential election. And oh, look, sitting right over there, it's my good friend, Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. Hey, hi. Hi, Bob. Hi, hi. everybody. Hello. Hi. Hi. I love that PSA, by the way. That's, <laughs> Me too. <that's> a great. <laughs> it's classic. He's
2: uh, Anyway, he's Bob. I'm Buzz. And uh, we've been self-quarantined since the last election. crazy, isn't it? Oh, man. Hey, hey, did you see this? We've all been washing our hands so much now. Uh, the Mississippi River is now mostly just soap suds. <laughs> I didn't know. No. Uh, they say uh, they say that this virus is uh, hitting older people the hardest. Yeah. So we, we've gone from okay, Boomer, to you okay, Boomer?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love and it.
2: And Mike Pence, Mike Pence is so Hmm. freaked out uh, Uh about the virus, his hair just turned whiter. (laughs) How is that even possible? We didn't think it was, and yet there it is. Uh, Last week, uh, you know, on the show I mentioned using vodka to fight coronavirus. Uh I I may not have been clear about that. Uh, Vodka does not contain enough alcohol to kill the virus. (laughs) What I meant was we should drink some. (laughs)
1: I'm way ahead of you. Uh,
2: I, I got a great deal. I'm really excited because uh, coming into today's show, I got a great deal on a gas mask uh, on eBay. Uh-huh. Uh, according to the listing, it's only been worn once by Florida's Matt Gates.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a dick that
2: guy is. I think I'm going to be okay.
1: Oh, man, let's do this. Get touch face. Get touch face. Can't touch
2: face. You Can't touch face.
1: It's gonna be stuck in your head all my, day. My,
2: my, can't my. habits do change so hard. Wash my hands, oh my lord Thank you for blessing me with the face mask, time, and the pure LB That's good. But what brings me down? A handsome convoy from the hometown. And I know this much. My face, I can't touch. Can't touch face. <laughs> I told you, homeboy. Can't touch face. <laughs> can't touch face. You can't
1: touch face. You can't touch your face. Okay. Oh, man. Okay, yeah, yeah. Rocky Mountain I love Mike that. there, yes.
2: Yeah, I'll applaud that. You know what? Uh, that's actually a very helpful thing, and and it's a good thing if that gets stuck in your head because it, it's proven very hard for all of us to stop
1: doing that. Yeah, and now every time you go to do it, you're going to think of Rocky Mountain Mike singing,
2: You can't touch face.
1: I, pro- I promise singing. I'm not going to do that
2: the entire show. Just keep hearing that in your head. Well, maybe a little more. Yeah. Uh, ju- just keep hearing it in your head uh, so that you, you know, help help yourself break that habit.
1: Yeah, and by the way, it's unavoidable. It is going to be in your head. That, that's the bottom yeah. line. Sorry. Okay, so the Dow collapsed more than uh, 2,000 points after day after we- day of collapse, except for that, that one day where there was the... Uh, as they call it, and I didn't make this up, the dead cat bounce. There was one day of that. And then the markets gained 700 points early today, and they've collapsed again. It's not in the red zone at this point, but certainly the gains that happen. Let me let me just double check and see where we are with the Dow. Yeah, right now we're we're up 193 points.
2: If you've ever made a paper airplane that just wouldn't stay in the air, yeah, uh, that's yeah. what that's what we're seeing here right. with the uh, stock market. It's it just won't stay in the
1: air. No, no, it was the 11th largest percentage loss in the history of. <laughs> the stock market in the United States. The 11th largest percentage loss. I think it was the largest point loss in history. Uh, you know, Buzz, I'm just getting so bored with all of this winning. And, I, and it,
2: Yes, he, he said we would be tired of the winning. I am, in fact, tired.
1: <laughs> yes, all of the... You know, winning. I mean, it got so bad yesterday. In fact, in all seriousness, the stock market had to suspend trading at the seven percent threshold, right. and right. then circuit breaker. But stocks rose early today. Then Trump tweeted about the Fed, and then everything mm-hmm. went to hell. <laughs> it didn't. I mean, again, we're not in the red zone. We were in the red zone briefly. Uh, with the markets, but now uh, things are hovering around 193 at this point. Um, well, if
2: people keep taking Larry Kudlow's advice and they buy on a dip, then, yeah. uh, then yeah. that would explain the bounce. And, exactly. and whats not what doesn't seem to be stoppable is the overall fall of the market uh, due to the clear economic fears about the effects, the socioeconomic effects of the coronavirus.
1: Yeah, and you know, I've been, I've been witnessing the fears uh, firsthand. <laughs> I was looking at my Patreon page today, and oh my God, I'm hemorrhaging subscribers right now. I think that's the really? best way. To, yeah, that's the best way to put really, it.
2: Because, see, I don't understand that. What What do you think is the cause? I have my own theories about why that shouldn't be. What Why do you think is the
1: cause of that? I think people are worried about their four hundred one ks. People are worried about their stocks. People are worried about an impending <laughs> so, recession. The, yeah. The usually. first
2: thing. The first thing we cut is the podcast. <laughs> that's, that's right. Because that's that, the first thing we cut out of our budget.
1: Because you just can't afford that twelve dollars a year. The one dollar a month. <laughs>
2: I would think if you're going to be locked in your house, and you may be locked in your house, yeah. Uh, I would think if that's going to happen, you want to stock up on podcasts. Yeah, that would, sure, that would be my thing.
1: That's uh, right. You know, but I mean, I'm yeah. seeing a lot of in the exit interviews section uh-huh. of the Patreon page. Oh dear, I'm seeing a lot it's of. Me.
2: It's me, isn't it?
1: Yeah, no, I'm seeing my. <laughs> no, it's there's a, a bunch of stock answers that you can choose from. There aren't any negative uh-huh. remarks uh, in, right. in this week's yeah. batch well, of, of cancellations, yeah. but lots of my financial situation changed and, uh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. get to,
2: I've been there. I've been there. And the fr- and honestly, the first thing I canceled was my satellite radio subscription. Right, when right. I was there myself.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, that I think is a little more significant as far as an expense goes. But you know, a yeah, dollar a month, true. five dollars a month. I mean, we should all, all be able it to hack that. Yeah. But I mean, what we need now is we need a bunch of new subscribers to make up for all the ones that we've lost recently. Yes, I mean, please. between the uh, isn't
2: the show? Isn't the show good? Don't you just want to tell everybody about it?
1: <laughs> That's right. We had to stop and start like three or four times you can't tell because I edited it all out but we had it was start- a
2: little it, it was a little like the stock market we had some dead cat bounces coming in today <laughs> that's
1: right and my microphone stopped working too. So, I mean, these are all things that can be improved with we more circled, people
2: subscribing. But, you know, we circled the airport several times before actually landing. <laughs> that's right. Patreon. We're glad to be here.
1: Be glad we're here. <laughs> that's right. Patreon.com slash Bob Show or just very simply Bob That's easy to that's remember, that's remember it. because it's, yep. you know, what you're listening to right now Bob And so, uh, I hope in the next uh, 24, 48 hours we can, uh, Build up some more subscribers that uh, will compensate for, I guess, the whatever the hell's going on with the financial markets that. right now. Yeah. Or
2: people who can can give uh, subscriptions as gifts.
1: Yeah, how about There's no reason
2: that? you can't? Yeah. hook somebody else up just because you like the show and. You know they can't afford it, but you think they ought to hear it. That would be a very nice thing to do.
1: That's right. And the big concern, I think, coming out of the financial markets, uh, and this is projecting forward, of course, is the concept that this uh, stock market decline is going to be followed by... Uh, a bagel, as they say on the West Wing, uh, a recession. They're concerned about a recession. Yeah. On the West Wing, yeah. they, they would never say the R word in the White House. They would refer to recessions as, as bagels. Bagel. Yeah. Bagel. So
2: maybe a uh, bagel, bagel with a smear. In this case, right? I, I think I, yeah, from a lot of the analysis I've read. That's what investors were saying yesterday. Yeah. And there, there's another another reason to think that a recession is pending, and uh, that is not only are stocks uh, dramatically down at mm-hmm. 2,000 points yesterday, not only are stocks dramatically down, uh, but uh, the bond market, the uh, bottom's falling out of that. Uh, bond market interest rates have never been below 1%, and now yeah. they're down to like a half a percent. It's been fluctuating, but... Uh, it, it's it's been under one percent. That's never happened before. When the sort of the bottom falls out of both the bond market and the stock market, uh, that I'm told is generally the sign of a, a coming recession.
1: How much do you know, Buzz, about the bond market? Because I have a very specific question about what happens when the interest rates dip below zero. Like Trump always talks about this. He like, I want pe- I want people to pay me to borrow money from them. I mean, this is the ultimate Trump. Thing he wants to borrow yeah, money without yeah. any interest, and in fact, yeah. I,
2: before him, I've never heard of it. Now, I, I don't pretend to be an expert on this, as I, I say when I make some of these statements. From what I've heard from analysts, you know, th- this is not uh, my expertise. Speaking, this is what I've gathered by looking at a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, uh, and and uh, so and I don't. I'm not an expert in that field. I couldn't say I've not heard. Uh, other than Trump's mention of it, which I did hear, I had not heard of that before.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a very strange concept, <laughs> and very very Trumpian. I guess if you were to borrow money, and the interest rate was minus one percent, would they would really the bank would pay you one percent or the I, I don't know how any of that yeah, works. I,
2: I I you know I don't I don't either. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe it comes off what you repay. Again, I don't pretend to know but uh, i just can't see it happening it yeah. doesn't make any sense why why would somebody give you money and then you know and pay you to give you money i, I, right. I you know unless they expected to make a huge profit on it and even then it's a
1: A hinky offer. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, the last especially 24 hours have been kind of triggering for any of us who had a shitty, shitty time during the previous uh, recession. In fact, the Great Recession Mm. is what we're calling it, because it was no ordinary recession back in uh, 2007 through 2010 or so. And- and really,
2: it wasn't that great.
1: Yeah, yeah, No, it wasn't great at all. It kind of sucked. It sucked a lot. It sucked the big one. I Let yeah. me tell you a few things about how badly it sucked. Now, I'm, I'm not going to yeah. go into all those all things. Right. But, you know, it, it was one of those days where watching the yeah. stock market collapse like that took me right back to October 2008. And already at that point, financially, I was having a hell of a bad time. And then yeah. suddenly everything collapses with the economy, Lehman Brothers and all the rest uh, just go down in flames. And then, uh, you know, all of the repercussions of that start building up. And here we are again, yet another uh, situation where. We're over leveraged in terms of our ability to produce stimulus, uh, to have government spending, to uh, boost the economy. None of that is possible now because Donald Trump has already racked up a trillion dollar budget deficit. So I, I, whatever they're going to do as far as a stimulus, and I know they're talking about a stimulus here, which, by the way, when Barack Obama tried to pass a stimulus, every Republican crapped their cage. They they called it a porkulus back in the day. Which was, <laughs> yeah.
2: And. They're, they're reacting in a similar fashion to Trump's plans, uh, to uh, his attempts to stimulate the economy, yeah. uh, not, not being well-received by either Republicans or Democrats. Republicans are adamantly against it. Trump meeting with them today, and uh, he, he, I would assume, would get a gentle earful about uh, how they're not going to go along with that. And uh, I, likewise, the Democrats hate it. They have a plan of their own. Uh, that mostly uh, involves assuring that everyone gets the testing and treatment they need yeah,
1: for this. Yeah. Well, what they were really hoping to do is the continuation of the Star of the Beast strategy, where they rack up these huge mm-hmm. deficits. They make it impossible for the government to be able to do anything to ameliorate a recession. But right. the, the problem is that the recession happened a little bit too early, or the impending recession will happen a little too early, I should say. And so- uh, almost, all of, almost all of the tools in the box have already been used. That's right. Uh, uh,
2: Trump, for example, putting pressure on the Fed to lower interest rates. They can't go much lower. Uh, and, and I, like I said, I, I just don't believe, I refuse to believe in a below zero uh, interest rates. But but it, we've used all the tools. We're, we're out of tools. We're yeah. very, very close to being out of tools. Not quite there yet, but uh, frighteningly close to being out of tools.
1: Well, another thing that took me back to 2008, Buzz, was... Uh, This phrase, this is one of the things that we heard in 2008 from John McCain in particular, September 2008. The fundamentals of the economy are strong. That's what John McCain said in 2008, and he was destroyed in the press. And of course, the Obama campaign jumped all over that because, of course, the fundamentals of the economy weren't strong. But then we fast forward to yesterday, March 9, and HHS Secretary Azar stepping up to a microphone and saying, The markets have obviously been very active today. (laughs) That's one way to put it, I guess. Uh But he says the president has delivered a strong economy, and the fundamentals of the economy are strong. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. So there it is once again. The... (laughs) That phrase yeah, uh, reemerges at the wrong it, time.
2: Nothing new under the sun. It's it's more <laughs> of the same. Yes.
1: Yeah. Well, meanwhile, it's not surprising that we would see a recession now rather than one uh, when a Democrat was president, because the only time mm-hmm. in the last uh, hundred years, hundred plus years, the only time there has been a recession under a Democratic president was 1980. Recessions under Republican presidents occurred in 53, 58, 60, 69, 73, 81, 90, 01, and 07. We never
2: learn. We never, ever, ever learn. You know, and the other, take that a little farther if I may. Yeah. Uh, The bad news is the coronavirus scare could start a recession the the good news is the recession's hitting just in time for a Democratic president to take the blame.
1: <laughs> that's right. Well, to see that's what I was that was the point I was getting at yeah, earlier, which is yeah, that yeah. The, the timing worked out terribly for Donald Trump because I think he was hoping and, for a recession to occur closer to you know like uh, the Democratic convention, for example, so he could say yes, it's all them. See all that stuff that well, they're saying in the convention hall.
2: He's saying that anyway, but he's going to be blamed for this uh, to a yep. certain extent. He'll he'll be held accountable for this. Uh, even even though coronavirus was something that was beyond his control. And and let's pause on that phrase for mm. a moment because uh, there are a few opponents that Trump faces that are beyond his control or influence. Yeah. Uh, this is one thing he can't
1: tweet away. No, no. And the incompetence just continues to stack <laughs> up with uh, and by the way we're going to circle back to the election and all that stuff but continuing right, right. on with the coronavirus here yes. uh, the, the incompetence Uh, I feel as if something is shifting out there. I get the sense that people who maybe either undecided, maybe some Trump voters who uh, maybe kind of regret their vote, they're not red hats, they're not never Trumpers either, they're somewhere in that phantom zone between being a red hat and being a a never Trumper, and I think they're starting to peel away, and I think part of that is... I think for them, they see the ascendancy of Joe Biden as a positive thing, someone that they could actually vote for. And uh, as I've been saying, they can feel like they're saving face by voting for someone like Joe Biden. Um, But in the meantime, I just get the sense that all of the things that we've been observing going back to 2015, and with some of us who, especially New Yorkers, who have been observing Donald Trump since the 1980s, things that we already know, that Donald Trump is a con man, that Donald Trump is a liar, that Donald Trump is way in over his head. He's way out of his depth as President of the United States. He should have no business being in the White House doing serious things. He's got no qualifications, no experience along those lines. True, all of that's true. Yeah, and and all Uh, of it's, I think, rising to the surface now, isn't
2: it? The most important aspect of what you said was at the very top when you said con man. That's uh, sadly what this is really about. Uh, Trump's focus, obviously, anyone can see this, uh, his focus has been on... uh, public image on on the image of his his presidency uh, during a re-election campaign this is all about the election for him Mm -hmm. he's trying to mitigate the the damage and he's not doing a good job of it because he's never faced a foe like this before that's right uh he's he's fumbling this but he's doing so with bad intent. He's doing so by trying to suppress the truth. Uh, silly stuff like uh, keeping Americans offshore because he doesn't want them to become part of the country's official count on his watch. Uh, you know, horrible. Uh, mo- in other words, more concerned with optics than with the health of the American people, That's which right. is his first sworn responsibility. As a president,
1: make no mistake, he wouldn't be doing a goddamn thing about the coronavirus if the markets weren't collapsing. This is all about this is is less about the and the election. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Those two things go hand in hand, especially in his brain. He sees the stock market collapsing. He sees the talk of an impending recession or bagel and Uh he freaks out. It doesn't have anything to do with the virus. The only reason he's tackling the virus is because he Uh knows he's being Uh, evaluated on this and things are not going well for him and he can't give the virus a stupid nickname. He can't tweet this problem away. He is screwed. And I think people are starting to recognize that there's this uh, mayor, Michael Taylor of Sterling Heights, Michigan, who Mm -hmm. uh, announced today that he's going to he voted for Trump in 2016. But he's had enough now and he's yes. endorsing Joe Biden. He said uh, I heard about this. Yeah. I, he said, I remember thinking this Trump thing is insane, but when it was all down <laughs> to him and Hillary, I kind of said, Well, you're a Republican, and yeah, he's nuts, but maybe he'll get better. And you know, right. he's going to lower taxes. There I sl- I slowly talked myself into it. He can't seriously be this deranged once he gets in there. And he's even more deranged now than I thought then. So I take the blame. I voted for him more like this please that's yeah. that's what i've been talking about right there that's the kind of voter who is going to shift from trump in 2016 to joe biden in 2020 provided joe biden's the nominee and this is going to make or break the election this is going to push uh joe biden it, well it over certainly the top. freaking helps it absolutely yeah,
2: yeah. helps also this remember when Trump said and believed repeatedly, mm-hmm. and it was reported in the press repeatedly, that Trump believed that his strongest election point, the thing that got him elected in 2016, was the wall and yeah. his stand on immigration. And it, we reached a point uh, halfway through his presidency when he realized the wall wasn't going to be built in time yeah. for the next election. It, we just, he, was running in, he was running into a wall trying to build his wall. <laughs> Very and, well said, yeah. And then, uh, falling into his lap, uh, launched by Obama, uh, was this great stock market that he could seize upon. And so at that point, since the wall thing didn't work out and the market was going so well, then the market became his anthem. Yeah. It became his, his his reason for being reelected, And he did not want or expect... The economy to fall apart no. in the midst of his reelection campaign, and and he certainly didn't want to be blamed for an ineffective response to uh, this crisis. But it, you have to realize he didn't he didn't recognize it as a crisis. That's right. He refused he refused to accept it. He didn't want to hear the bad news. He didn't want anyone else to hear the bad news. This is all about suppressing. Uh, talking about uh, New York Times reporting about Trump uh refusing the administration the White House refusing to let the CDC tell the public that uh, elderly people should not fly period <laughs> unbelievable and, and 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 the Trump administration suppressed that and said no that's you know the poor airline industry is having a hard enough go as it is. Yeah. Let's let's keep that under wraps. Mm-hmm. Uh, the public health be damned. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know there's evil intent here, and that is to uh, cover up and make himself look good and. And get himself wrongly reelected. I mean, and this
1: is a guy who has completely unsubstantiated self confidence. He's got this, <laughs> this. I love that phrase. <laughs> I, I wish I could take credit for it. That is a phrase from Schitt's Creek. And Ah. written by Daniel Levy, and it is an ingenious way to describe Donald Trump. It was used to describe someone on the show, (laughs) but I said, oh my God, that's Donald Trump, unsubstantiated self-confidence.
2: Exactly. Yeah, and that's his whole
1: thing. He thought that whatever comes down... I've reached this point where I can at least get my 43%, my 44% of the Uh. stupid, gullible American voters to come along with me. I think I can tweet my way out of this paper bag and he can't do it this time. I wrote in Salon today, I said, uh, Trump's total absence of presidential qualifications like the fuel rods at Chernobyl's number four reactor Mm. are becoming rapidly exposed, precipitating a political, economic, and public health meltdown unlike anything we've experienced in the modern age. Uh, I said here, Americans at large are waking up to a grotesque, unavoidable reality that this isn't new. Trump has always been this staggeringly out of his depth as president, routinely overwhelmed by the rigors and requirements of the gig, while appearing to act based solely on his own political and financial desperation. Mm. And I think what's happening here is we're all being confronted, and, and by we, I mean particularly Trump voters, are being confronted by a very harsh reality, which is that electing someone because you think they'll own the libs is probably not a good series of qualifications for president of the United States.
2: And I think that really was the motivation for a lot of people. And honestly, I still worry about... uh, You've probably seen the clip from Fox News. uh, What's her name? Trish Regan. Yes. uh, Doing the diatribe about how... Uh, this is the Democrats trying to use coronavirus to make Trump look bad. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 to, uh, she, she even uh, a conspiracy theorized that uh, it, it was he was going to be impeached again because of it. Uh, there, there, there isn't there isn't time for that.
1: Yeah, uh, if know, she but, knew, if she were capable of human emotion, we might be frightened by her anger. But I all I got was Polar Express character from her. Right,
2: and this <laughs> I is the same video. I, yeah, I know I saw it. And, and and you know this is the same line that Trump is is touting. This is this is what yeah. he's saying. Uh, and and Fox just amplifies it further. And oh, there are believers out there. There are people who totally 100% believe all of that and yeah. th- those people you'll never be able to talk to again no, but no. but we've we've lost them right but uh, but the, you mentioned some of the middle i you, you also mentioned uh, chernobyl and uh, brian kloss in the washington post this morning had a brilliant article comparing the soviet <laughs> the russian response to uh, the, the meltdown at chernobyl same yeah. thing yeah. Uh, their response to it uh, compared their response to Chernobyl and uh, uh, to the Trump administration's response to coronavirus. Yep. Let, me, let me just read you a, a couple of sentences uh, from the first paragraph of his story. Subordinates, he's referring to uh, Chernobyl here. Subordinates who feared their superiors kept quiet. Superiors who feared contradicting the prevailing mythology of the state and its leader bent and broke reality. They made a series of smaller lies to protect the big lie that the Soviet Union had everything under control. Wow.
1: That's yeah. very, very well said. And Nice, isn't it? Yeah. The, of course, partly I'm thinking Chernobyl. Partly right. I'm, I'm also thinking... The mayor of Amityville in the movie Jaws, oh. saying, <laughs> "Everybody, don't worry about it. No, yeah, sh- no right. sharks in our right. water. Right. Please yeah. come, come to the beach, go swimming. Don't Same worry thing. about being eaten alive by a gigantic shark." See, uh, if you
2: go back and you look at Jaws again, if you look at that film again, yeah. you look along the boardwalk, you'll see uh, one of Trump's first hotels. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Hey, you know, let me leave you with this right before we talk about Plexiderm here. You know, right. um, and this is, a, this is a reminder of what the presidency is all about. Feel free to quote this and use this against your uh, red hat cousins and uncles. Oh, As voters, we're hiring an employee to do something almost no one can do. We're hiring a national steward to manage the most colossal and powerful government in human history. We're not hiring a bug-eyed TV pundit to loudly regurgitate all our rants, biases, and vendettas. The presidency isn't luggage for stowing our feelings, our grievances, or our social media brands. The presidency isn't about our identity, it's not about owning the other side, and it's not about telling us what we want to hear. It's about rational, steady leadership, and there's none of that in the White House today as the entire world shuts down around us. And I think thats that's got to be the lesson here, at least on the political side of this crisis. The lesson is, too many of us made a colossal error in judgment. We decided that the presidency is nothing more than a show. Well, the presidency isn't a show, elections aren't a game, and we shouldn't be making a game show host the president. That is the thing that I think we all need to take away from this, especially the people who were misled, who were suckered into electing Donald Trump because they forgot what this is all about. They've handed a guy who has zero capability to know what to do with them. They've handed this guy the nuclear codes and the authority to handle a pandemic and he doesn't know what to do with either of them. He wants to nuke hurricanes and he wants to continue to tell senior citizens to get on airplanes during a global pandemic that's gonna affect people who are 80 years or older more than anyone else. This is the crisis we're in. We've got three crises happening at the same time. We've got a a pandemic, we've got a a financial meltdown, and then we've got a a White House that doesn't know what the hell to do about any of those things. Right,
2: the crisis in our (laughs) government as well. Yeah. Yeah, if I may say one more thing about uh, the coronavirus pandemic, uh, and and that is uh, a lesson has already been laid out for us. And, and I understand from some experts that it's not too late yet. As, as much delay as there's been, a, a delay of about a month for the U.S. to respond to mm-hmm. this crisis. But even with that delay, uh, I've seen at least one expert who says it's not too late, but it's now or never yeah. if we're going to respond to this. And here's, here's the lesson that's already been laid out for us. The countries that have denied coronavirus, China, China. Uh, lost 3,000 people. Yeah, Iran lost uh, a, a couple of its lawmakers, uh, two dozen of whom got ill, and seven members of its cabinet, uh, and uh, 300 people died there uh, because they they too had downplayed the crisis. We have a government here, uh, led by a man who has so far downplayed this crisis. Mm-hmm. Look how it worked out for China and Iran, and then look at the countries that got on this early, and the, the Differences are stark and remarkable. If we act now, we can avoid being another China or Iran.
1: That's exactly right. And, you know, Trish Regan wants to make her audience believe that Democrats are going around saying that Donald Trump is responsible for creating the coronavirus. And that's not what we're saying. We're saying that in a situation like this, we need real leadership that has experience, that has the sobriety, that has the, the decency and restraint to be able to handle this sort of thing, the organizational abilities to be able to deal with it in a way that is rational and normal and calming. We don't want someone who is going to make everyone panic and freak out likewise we don't want someone who's going to tell everybody, "Hey, just go shopping. Go, just right. rub your fingers in your eyeballs and go shaking <laughs> hands with people. Big, long, extended, wet tongue kisses with any random person on the street. Try on Matt Gates's gas mask." <laughs> Go ahead. Knock yourself out. All right, you know what? Uh, we've all seen the commercials. I've seen the ads. They're frustrating. They're annoying. These topical serums that claim to approve the appearance of your skin, making it more youthful, whatever the claims may be. Dark spot treatments that are supposed to make us look better, but they take all kinds of months, like six months or more to see results. And then most of the time, Th- there's no difference and then we've, we've sacrificed all that time all that money all that expense for nothing but now imagine a topical solution for eliminating all the fine lines and wrinkles and large under eye bags on your face in just a matter of minutes I'm not talking about some risky expensive surgery we're talking about gone in minutes and obviously we're talking about Plexaderm Stephanie Miller calls it Photoshop for your face it's a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles feet, and under eye bags in just a matter of minutes it's the edge you've been looking for when Plexaderm asked me to test drive their topical serum. I jumped at the chance to see if it really works. I said, go ahead, prove it to me. And man, oh man, did it. In just about 10 minutes, the fine lines around my 48-year-old eyes were gone. Plexiderm can give you the confidence you'll need to be yourself at work or out with friends. The best part is Plexiderm lasts for hours and goes on clear, so nobody's going to know that you're using it. Go to tryplexiderm.com today and use my code VOICES for 50% off a full-size bottle of Plexiderm plus an extra $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. You can also get this offer by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code VOICES. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit TriPlexiderm.com today. Use the code VOICES at checkout. That's TriPlexiderm.com, code VOICES. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show.
2: How could I know I was headed for such a big fall?
1: There was a warning And I never saw it at all It occurs to me now That the train we were on Was off track
2: How do you feel
1: This is Lizanne not Keep Me Alive, from our Bones and Gravity EP. You know, I
2: don't drink whiskey, but if I did, I'd want to listen to this song while I did it.
1: God, I love it. I love her voice. I love this song. So uh, so beautiful and haunting. I really, really yes. enjoy this track. Uh, again, Lizanne not Keep Me Alive. Link in the description at bobseska.com. Just click the uh, link for today's show, and right there, we've got all the links for uh, the music we play on the show. Thank you for listening.
2: I can picture just sitting in a bar listening to this. this oh, no great.
1: doubt, no doubt. bobseska.com slash music. Also, if you want to submit your music and make sure to submit your music, don't submit someone else's music, because then no. I'll get in trouble, you'll get in trouble. We'll all get in trouble. I don't want to get in trouble. Everyone's running away from my Patreon page like it's got the coronavirus or something. <laughs> So please, please don't get me in trouble. Thank you. Uh, okay, moving along here on the show today. Thank you again for joining us. Um, yeah. so, so Germany, you got know to compare the United States and Trump's response to something? Germany right. already has drive-through coronavirus testing. I saw that. Brilliant. Uh, Meanwhile, we have the three stooges trying to fix the plumbing. That's the comparison. That's Germany Mm -hmm. versus the United States and our slow descent into idiocracy. Thank you very much, Donald Trump. Uh, Speaking of Trump, his former uh, Homeland Security Advisor, Tom Bossert. Have you Uh seen this? He said, uh, no, (laughs) hang on tight. Mm -hmm. He said, we are 10 days from our hospitals getting creamed. That's true. I, I, let me, let me jump in
2: here and say that, uh, Italy uh, now has, I make sure I have this information. Correct. Italy now has, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, 10,000 cases. And, uh, they started at 11 days ago, 11 days ago, they only had 600. Oh my so they God. went in 11 days, they went from 600 to 10,000. Yeah. We are at 800, uh, I believe right now as we record this podcast. Uh, so, uh, how far away are we from uh, seeing those kinds of numbers here? And that's why I believe what I just heard in that quote.
1: Yeah, I mean, the good news is, I want to throw in some good news here. Apparently, yeah. people who have the coronavirus but who aren't in that risk zone right. are actually recovering from it rather well. I'm not going to yes. say quickly. I'm not going to say it's a 1,000% recovery, but they mm-hmm. they appear to be recovering well. And I guess that's the... That's the the silver lining of all you, of this madness. As, it-
2: as I understand it, if you are sixty or over, you are more at risk to get it. Yeah. If you are eighty or over, you are more at risk to die from it. Jesus. Uh, and, and these seem to be the real and uh, those and uh, people who uh, are have underlying medical conditions of any age. Mm-hmm. People with underlying medical conditions are part of that vulnerable group, and so. If you are 60 plus or 80 plus, and you also have underlying conditions, and my God, who's 80 and doesn't have underlying conditions? <laughs> yeah. If 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 you find yourself in that situation, you're in a an even higher risk uh, category for that. But the rest of the population, 80, 80 uh, percent of the population, uh, it's going to be just a, a, you know variations on a cold that that may include shortness of breath and will require hospital treatment, which is why. Uh, they're asking people to put off uh, elective surgeries and those sorts of things uh, to make way to make room uh, in hospitals.
1: Yeah. Meanwhile, Donald Trump hasn't been tested yet. <laughs> right. Prob- probably He's, should it- be. Is out shaking hands, doing the rope line, all that crap. It probably should get tested, especially because of all those uh, all those deep, long tongue kisses from this Matt is- Gates and Mark Meadows. <laughs>
2: This is the Iranian government
1: all over again. Yeah. this is
2: the same thing where government official, top government officials, spread it to other top government officials. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, six lawmakers, uh, now including a Democrat, who are self quarantined. Yeah, uh, two of the people closest to the president, uh, Mark Meadows. Who's either a, a representative or the chief of staff? I'm not sure which. Right? Maybe, maybe both. I guess. Uh, and and, and, and there have been a number of people who had a really close contact. Louis have had really close contact with the president uh, while he's been out shaking hands in high risk areas, including at the CPAC uh, convention yeah. uh, where so many of these people contracted this. And uh, it, this is the Iranian government all over again. Mm-hmm.
1: That's right. And Doug Collins apparently is concerned that he might have coronavirus too. So he's self-quarantining. And it, it'd be a shame if he got it and his lungs got damaged and he couldn't do his auctioneering. Here it,
2: here don't don't hide. Hide. That's uh, Doug Collins. Do it here, yeah. don't mind. He's a fast talker, that guy. Um, we, 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 we actually wish for his, for his health, everyone's health. Of course. Powerful. And you know it was interesting sometimes I'll post a, a news update and uh, people will converse about it especially mm-hmm. on Facebook yeah. I, I've noticed this to be true and uh, I I enjoy watching their conversations and I occasionally engage with them you know if I or if I see somebody that needs correcting you yeah. know I'll jump in on that uh, but I, I was I just sat back and watched the reactions to the news that Matt Gates and others uh, uh, Louis Gohmert, uh, those types of folk were were uh, self quarantining or mm-hmm. not in Louis Gomert's case, uh, because after being exposed to someone with the coronavirus, and uh, the reactions were uh, a lot of people mentioned karma, and I think that's that's fair to mention that, uh, and then and then there were people who were actually hoping for them to get no
1: sick. no no and, no no and, no no and, and
2: and calling that karma. Uh, let me explain something here. If you're if you're wishing ill on someone, you are conducting bad karma. Right. And if you believe in karma, that will come back and bite you in the ass. So don't wish illnesses on people. That's ex- regardless God.
1: regardless of who they are. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't be more correct.
2: I mean, we get we get so excited. It's like, oh boy, we got them, you know. And then we, I think we forget. Uh, you know, we forget that this is real life and and uh, with real consequences and. Maybe that's maybe we should be more careful about what we wish for. Yeah.
1: I mean, do you want Donald Trump to be a coronavirus martyr? I don't. (laughs) I I certainly don't. And I, you know, I just I don't think it's a good move. I don't think it's putting positive energy out there to uh, to hope that Trump gets this or something like that. It's just uh, I mean, I I understand the irony. But beyond that, we shouldn't be wishing for that. So most
2: of the comments were okay, References to karma and such. You know, I I get that. I, I see that. But uh, to actually then you know, wish harm on somebody—that's yeah. uh, that's the opposite of good karma.
1: Well, apparently Trump is uh, melting down. I'm okay with that. I'm okay yes, with yeah. you know Trump losing his pedoinkle all over the White House. <laughs> so, I mean, this is actually happening. Gabe Sherman reports uh, last week Trump uh, told aides he's afraid journalists will try to purposefully contract yes. coronavirus in order oh to give God, it God. to him.
2: Yeah, yeah who doesn't want to get ill? That's right. Just to, <laughs> to, right. Just to I'll prove it. He stands. He stands ten feet back from all of them, as yeah. the, the helicopter noise in the background. Uh, I don't. I don't know what he's worried about. The the the, the chopper's actually blowing the air away from him. Yeah. So
1: he should but, be fine. Well, his feet are ten feet away from the reporters, but the way he leans <laughs> forward, his face is only about five and a half feet away from the reporters. <laughs> given mean, that that forty-five degree angle, that slope that he seems to be something- able to. Something you learn in television, yes. He's got iron hamstrings, that guy, the president. Uh, So the White House didn't want to tell seniors uh, not to fly, another irresponsible move. And, you know, just a last brief warning about what's going on uh, online with all of the random homegrown advice about what to do and what not to do in the event of coronavirus or how to prevent it in the first place. Uh, Sorry, cocaine and drinking bleach won't stop the coronavirus. This this is a a real thing.
2: (laughs) I can, I can avoid the bleach.
1: Yeah, the bleach. The, the cocaine is really much more difficult. Uh, it's just that monkey on your back. Yeah, What yes, can you do? Yes, that's right. Uh, but a prominent QAnon YouTuber named Jordan Sather, I guess is his name. Close enough. Uh, tweeted to his more than 121,000 followers. Great. First of all, uh, the, the first thing I see or think of when I see that number is I go, What? Why on earth does this guy have 121,000 followers? How is that even possible compared to my 50-something, 51? Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. But he said that, that a uh, a miracle mineral solution, which effectively involves drinking bleach, can wipe out COVID-19. My hmm. microphone is malfunctioning again. Hang on. Uh, we, we
2: just had to have an edit here because uh, Bob's microphone fell off. <laughs> please, please... Consider a Patreon subscription.
1: That's all I'm saying. (laughs) It's something with the connection between the cable and the mic itself. Okay. So you were saying drinking chlorine dioxide products can lead to severe vomiting, severe diarrhea, life threatening, low blood pressure caused by dehydration and acute liver failure. So, yes,
2: but it gets rid of the coronavirus.
1: <laughs> That's right. So please keep following so, the advice of Mister YouTuber, QAnon guy.
2: If you don't mind those side effects, hey, go right
1: ahead, thinning of the herd. <laughs> also, uh, someone named Bizzle. Osikoya, which was my radio name in 1985. I don't know if aware of that. I was Bizzle Osikoya in the morning yeah. by, up in uh, Rochester, believe it or not. Um, a Nigerian music and entertainment developer. Again, more than 190,000 followers. How is sure, that possible? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, They're buying, buying them. He uh, this guy tweeted out a doctored image which purports to be a screenshot of a breaking news segment on TV about using cocaine to stop the virus. It has nearly six thousand likes and almost three thousand well, retweets. It's worked on Trump so far. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man, he loves it so much. So please don't use bleach or cocaine or basically anything you see on the Internet. It's the guy on the Internet problem that we've been facing for way too long. It's especially prevalent on social media. If it's just a random guy on the Internet, don't fucking retweet it. Don't believe it. Don't engage. Block and report. This is hurting people. This yeah, is... now
2: if it says if it says news update, Buzz Burbank News and Comment, retweet that. <laughs> yes, please. That you can retweet. <laughs>
1: please do. All right, we're going to talk about Mini Super Tuesday and a whole lot more right after uh, one short break. Uh, back right after these words.
3: You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business
1: This is uh, Jammin' Slates. Another track from Jammin' Slates called Awakening from their Mind Egg EP. BobSuska.com slash music. You want to submit? Also, you know what? If you don't want to subscribe to our Patreon page, here's another option for you to support the show. Our Amazon link at bobseska.com. It's the all caps Amazon link just beneath the logo. And if you click it, it'll take you right to the front page of amazon.com. But because you went there through our link, we get a teeny tiny commission from some of your purchases. So you can get all your coronavirus supplies using our... Our uh, Amazon link, uh, and that, does that sound a little bit like I'm profiteering off of the pandemic? <laughs> I, I don't no, know,
2: no, 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 You're not you're not selling <laughs> hand sanitizer for eighty bucks. No, you're not.
1: Yeah, selling cocaine. <laughs> yeah, selling cocaine no, they, to, to QAnon people.
2: <laughs> they they don't they don't have that at Amazon.
1: I look. Oh damn it! You know what? I'm I thought kidding. they had everything. By the way, the president just says uh, walked up to a microphone and just said this uh, on yeah. television. He said. Uh, we're doing a great job with it. It will go uh-huh. away. Just stay calm. Be calm. It's really right. working out, and a lot of good things are going to happen. Uh huh we're fucked. We're, we're just con- completely fucked.
2: The consoler in chief, isn't he? <laughs> yes. He's really, the consoler.
1: I'm laughing to keep from screaming. That's what I'm right, doing you right have now. Oh, yeah. you have to. Yeah, <laughs> you kind of have to. So when you feel like screaming, just start laughing. That's what I do. Because
2: what, like a week or two from now, we're all going to be locked in our homes and uh, you'll wish you had a Patreon subscription. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>
1: That's right. I'm telling you. BobSeskaShow.com. if you want to subscribe right, to our Patreon right. page. My God. Okay. So we've got a uh, mini- Super Tuesday today, Uh, we've got a bunch of different states uh, having primaries today, including- Michigan, Washington, yeah. Yeah, Michigan, Washington, let's see what else. Missouri, uh, Mississippi, Uh Idaho, North Dakota, and then uh, Democrats abroad also uh, voting today. Um, Right now, Nate Silver is uh, favored everywhere today. Um, (laughs) He's going to win. Yeah, Nate Nate Silver, Silver, no did I say, Nate Silver says uh, Biden is- I Did see. I say Nate Silver is favored. Yeah, that I would thought, be well, weird.
2: Uh, it's about time Nate got elected or something after all that hard work. I
1: think I was drinking bleach and having cocaine during the commercial break. So that's <laughs> it will conf- It will excuse. disorient you.
2: You will be disoriented if you <laughs> do that. Right. I, I, yeah, it was interesting going into this thing. Uh, Biden leading by double digits nationally and in Michigan polls, almost universally every poll. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, and a lot of people are saying is you know is this the end for bernie is this bye bye bernie Oh,
1: yeah. Certainly there was a surprise in 2016 with the Michigan primary that everyone's talking about, where Hillary Clinton was favored. I think she was coming in at uh, 56% or something over Bernie Sanders uh, in Michigan, and then Bernie Sanders ended up squeaking out a victory there, uh, which yeah. is a pretty big mm-hmm. deal. Uh, but as, as I was trying to say earlier, if it weren't for you know taking all that horrible QAnon advice about uh, stopping the coronavirus, Biden mm-hmm. is favored to win Michigan, according to Nate Silver. Uh, the odds of winning 99% to Sanders, 1%. Washington, 60% chance yeah. for Biden, 40% chance for Sanders, 99% okay. chance yeah. for uh, Biden in Missouri. Uh, same with Mississippi, Idaho, he's got an 81% chance. North wow. Dakota, 93% chance. Democrats abroad voting for uh, Joe Biden, oh. 65% chance of Biden winning uh, those votes, too. This
2: is de- this is devastating, then, for yeah. the, the Sanders campaign, I would think. From, from the sound of those numbers, That's Those are resounding victories if if they come to pass that way.
1: Yeah. And in fact, uh, I anticipate that uh, Bernie Sanders will stay in this race probably up until at least the convention, if not a few days, maybe before the convention dropping out. And which. Maybe, yeah. This is sort of what he does. And we've all expected this. So I'm not shocked. But he
2: he did come out the other day and say that he would support uh, the nominee and that, that if. That he would not, that that that, you know that it wasn't about plurality anymore for him. He's he's given up on the plurality thing and uh, says he will step aside for whoever the nominee is. And today could make it very clear to him and everyone else what's going to happen. I wanted to ask you about Kamala Harris. Could she could she be Biden's running mate and then because for the campaign. I think it would be ideal to have her as a vice presidential candidate or, yep. or, or Elizabeth Warren. But it, the, the way things are, the way they're playing footsie, I, I, I kind of think that, that uh, the Kamala Harris has has an inside track to the vice presidency there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I, people online that, that I see and talk to and respect uh, are saying she'd really be even better as an attorney general. And I have to agree with that. That's true. So on one hand, she seems extremely valuable as a running mate. And then on the other hand, she seems extremely valuable as attorney general. If only there were some way for her to uh, request a transfer once she got it. Once they got into (laughs) the White House. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it's a a really good question. I think it's an important question, too. I want to say before I answer the question that, Stranger things have happened. There's still an opportunity, I think, for Bernie Sanders to become the nominee. I don't I don't want to necessarily close that door prematurely. But at the same time, if we're looking toward a Joe Biden nomination and all of this and he's got to pick a running mate. Yeah, I I think he's going to choose from the field of other presidential candidates. I think that's the first indication we got, Mm -hmm. especially during his interview last night with Mm -hmm. Lawrence O'Donnell. He seemed to have a bit of a uh, grinchy smile on his face when he was asked whether or not his uh, vice presidential nominee, should he become the nominee, uh, the presumptive nominee, is it going to come from the field of other candidates because they have been tested on the presidential stage. Right. And Joe Biden kind of said, well, I haven't made up my mind yet, but he gave a big kind of Joe Biden smile at the end there, yeah. indicating that maybe that's going to be the case. And honestly, I could see Kamala Harris being his vice presidential nominee. I, I could see... Amy Klobuchar, I could see Elizabeth Warren. I think it's going to be mm-hmm. a woman. I think he has to nominate yeah, a woman. I think it has to be. There's no doubt about that. Um, I also think he has to nominate someone who can either become president uh, on the spur of the moment, if you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Also, someone who can possibly win the presidency four years from now and I I, this is not necessarily an age thing but I get the sense that whether it's Joe Biden or whether it's Bernie Sanders the next president is going to be only president for four years, and they're going to hand off to someone else, and there's going to be, and that person has got to be someone who is existing inside the administration in the first place. I don't think they want a big, giant, open field of 30 Democrats running again in 2024, should that come to pass. I mean, obviously, there's always a chance that Biden or Bernie could serve two terms, potentially. Um, That puts them deep into their 80s, which might get a little dicey, but again, stranger things have happened but a lot of the stuff that has happened in the on the political stage over the past especially in the past three years no one could have ever predicted so i mean there's all <laughs> right. kinds of opportunity yeah. for whatever to occur at the same time one thing that we can all count on is yes. that <laughs> white male voters kind of suck at least 58 of them yeah here's the new Quinnipiac poll on prospective trump versus biden matchups here among everyone else Biden wins 60% to Trump's 32%. But among Mm -hmm. white men, Trump wins 58% to Joe Biden's 34%. So the Mm -hmm. Donald Trump, yeah, the Donald Trump base, his constituency. Is testosterone. White guys, yeah, exactly. Um, Moving along to, oh, just one bit about Afghanistan while we're here. Uh, the Taliban reportedly has no intention of honoring the U.S.-Taliban peace agreement, according to of uh, Intelligence. Yeah, I, this is obvious from within 24 hours of announcing that stupid, stupid peace agreement. See, the, right. the, the repercussions, the unanticipated consequences of Donald mm-hmm. Trump and Mike Pompeo announcing this ridiculous attempt at a peace deal was that all it's ended up doing is showing American weakness and vulnerability. Like, we're willing now... We give up. We're yeah, out of here. As a matter of American foreign policy, we're willing to just give away the store for almost nothing as long as the president can say, hey, look what I did. That's what yeah, this is all about. This is Donald out, Trump being able to say, look what I did.
2: Yeah, news this morning, the... World News Roundup on CBS Radio. Uh, The story was uh, thousands of troops coming home from Afghanistan. Yeah. Uh, Oh, oh, I just checked my watch. It's an election
1: year. (laughs) That's right. Shit, everything is about the election. Everything that you see Donald Trump doing now. That's right. He is so desperate. Yeah.
2: Keep that in mind constantly. Know that every move he makes is about getting reelected, whether it's an attempt uh, to prop up the stock market or to... uh, You know, fool the American people into believing
1: everything's going to be okay. Uh, This is all about uh, the election. Part of it's got to be the fact that Donald Trump sees an orange jumpsuit in his future. And that's, I mean, look, there's so many things that I'm looking forward to. If Donald Trump wins and don't get happy, I'm still the don't get happy guy with all of this crap. He's got the complexion for an orange jumpsuit. (laughs) That's right. He'll at least match. Uh, He'll be at least one uniform color all the way through. But uh, the fact is that uh, I'm looking forward to so many things if Donald Trump does end up losing. And one of the things that I cannot wait for. And again, I'm not putting the card ahead of the The, horse. I still believe the part part where they drag him kicking and screaming out of the White House. (laughs) That's definitely on the list. The the other thing on the list is relentless being able to relentlessly troll him with this phrase uh, one term loser and i and i get the sense that a, a phrase a, a, a pejorative thing like one term loser is going to eat him alive
2: have he, i taught you have i taught you nothing about karma grasshopper
1: <laughs> i'm trying to if i see one damn balloon uh no <laughs> I, i'm not again i'm not i'm not saying he's going to lose i'm saying that if he loses, wouldn't it be nice? Uh, <laughs> wouldn't it be nice so to that, say that? We're just
2: we're fantasizing here. It's fine.
1: Yeah, I gotta go outside, turn around three times and cuss. That's the uh <laughs> that's the way to eliminate the bad juju on that one. All right, uh oh here, here's something for you to look forward to on the postmortem yes. show. I'm gonna talk about how I briefly agreed with both Marco Rubio and Patrick Bateman himself, Donald Trump Jr. I briefly wow. agreed with those guys, and it's making me sick. It should. <laughs> I am it so should. sick about it. We'll try to talk you down. Yeah, that's coming up on The Postmortem Show. When this music gets done playing, uh, Buzz and I just keep on talking. That is what's called The Postmortem Show. It's available on our Patreon page. Have you heard of it? Have I talked about it, this show yet? Uh, Yeah.
2: The Postmortem Show is so much better than what you just heard.
1: Uh, Yeah, no doubt about that. This uh, last hour or so, crap compared to- We're just warming up here. (laughs) BobSeskaShow.com. Sign up for at least $5 a month, and you get two postmortem shows a week. It's kind of like Overtime with Bill Maher, except much, much better. That's coming up uh, here on our Patreon page. Thank you. Also, Buzz Burbank News and Comment every Thursday. The best hour of news you're going to get all week. BuzzBurbank.com, RealmNetwork.com, everywhere you get your podcasts. Plus, I got a teeny tiny commentary in there, too. Thank you, Buzz, for that. Great. Great. That's it. We'll see you on the Postmortem Show. Uh, Furniture, guys, tomorrow on the interview show. Take care. Yay. Bye-bye.